And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, on today's show, we'll be talking about basically the big storyline that's going on in Lightning Land over the past couple of days. We'll be recapping the 5 1 loss to Florida, uh, the big story, and why that means so much to this Lightning team is because this these last two games, uh, Saturday's game as well as tonight's game against the Florida Panthers, are basically tune-up games against uh, Florida and for this upcoming playoff series. And so far, the Lightning have not played well against Florida this season. They did not play well on Saturday. Uh, it, it, and basically, going into this game on Saturday, if Tampa won regulation, they would have had home ice advantage for at least... The upcoming first ever playoff series with Florida. Uh, good to note that also this is the fourth time ever that both these teams have ever made the playoffs in the same year. So uh, this adds a little bit more flavor to the series, not only just because it's a in-state rivalry, but because of the implications surrounding this series. Uh, and coming into this game, uh, Lightning were a little shorthanded. They had Victor Hedman, Ryan McDonough, and John Root out of the lineup all day today. And then it was also announced after the game that Barkley Goodrow would be out indefinitely with an upper body injury. So the Lightning are pretty spread thin right now. Uh, no word on whether or not Hedman or McDonough will be playing tonight. I would have to imagine that Coach Cooper is not going to play Ruta or McDonough. We might see some time from Hedman in this game, uh, but I would not hold my breath. Um, But that Barkley Goodrow upper body injury could have occurred or been sustained with that fight from Achari later in the game. So I looked back at the footage of that fight. It didn't really look like he got any punishment during that that altercation with Achari. It looked like they were wrestling for the most part. So it could have been very well been something that happened earlier on in the game. But... um, yeah, so unfortunately the Lightning missing a key guy there in Barkley Goodrow for the foreseeable future. Uh, the absence of Hedman McDonough in this game was definitely felt. Uh, 12 minutes into the first with Florida, had 11 shots. A lot of good scoring chances. Not a lot of white jerseys getting back on the Panthers' rushes. But, you know, you also got to throw some blame on Andre Vasilevsky as well. Vasilevsky had some routines. He could have made some – he had a lot of routine saves in this one. Uh, saves that definitely should have been made, uh, some of them on the goals. Uh, but, you know, I also have to mention, you know, with, with saying that is that uh, I would say probably three of those goals that he gave up, three of the five, uh, they were crazy bounces. But it's still, you know, we have very high standards for Andre Vasilevsky. That's why he's the best goaltender in the league. And uh, these those those shots, those, those bouncing pucks that, you know, went in, on Saturday night, we've seen him make those saves before. So, you know, he needs to make those saves, especially with the Lightning not having the personnel on 
on the ice at that time uh, that they needed, missing big-time guys like Victor Hedman and John Ruda and Ryan McDonough. So, uh, yeah, Florida had what they were just a superior team throughout this entire game. You know, the Lightning did sort of look like they got back into the flow of things towards the end of the first and then, you know, a little bit to start off the second period. Uh, that that's where the, the ice looked a little bit even keel, but really Florida was the best team. Uh, they have been the better team all season long, and they continued to show it uh, in this game. And hopefully, you know, the Lightning could bounce back and end the season on a high note as well uh, against this team and kind of get, you know, kind of not have Florida going into that series with a whole bunch of confidence. Uh, if you watch the game, Florida was was faster, more aggressive. They play with a certain swagger that we have not seen consistently from the Lightning this season. And what I mean by that is really the Lightning will have games where they absolutely blow the doors off the other team. You know, we've seen that against teams like, like Chicago and Dallas. Uh, but for the most part, we haven't really seen that against any other teams. And even with those games, the Lightning have... Uh, haven't been able to, to follow up uh, with that performance. You know, usually when the Lightning have a great game like that, I spoke about a couple episodes ago when they beat Dallas. Uh, they had a fantastic game. It was probably the, the best game Lightning played all season long. And they came out the next game and got trashed. So, you know, they, they need to – that's one of the things that they really need to have going into this series and into the playoff series against Florida is that they need to be consistent. And not just during the game, but from game to game, they need to carry over their performances. Because if you go out there and you win a hard-fought 3-2 game against Florida in the first game one, and then you go out in game two and, and lose 5-1, you know, that's going to take the air and the wind completely out of your sails. And, and that's not something that the Lightning could afford to do, especially with some guys coming back. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But with this 5-1 loss, Tampa has been outscored 10-3 to in their last two games. Now, I only – I know it's two games, but if you're a Lightning fan and you've seen how hot and cold this team has been all season long – you should be concerned, especially going to the playoffs where, like I said a moment ago, they're playing the Florida Panthers, who have, for the most part, had their number all season long. Uh, some and, and, and that kind of ties in with I'm, you know, with with the topic of that. It, it seems that like some Lightning fans and some some people that think they're in the know on social media or just in the media in general are saying that. The Lightning are without Kucherov and Stamkos, and in this Panthers game, they were missing three starting defensemen, which, you know, yes, you could make the case that's the reason why the outcome was what it was, but I would be cautious to say that's the whole reason why. Um, we can't expect or think that, you know, once 86 and 91 are back, that this team is going to do an instant 180. Uh, this could take a, you know, for those two guys to come in and gel in with this team, you know. You could say, well, they've been practicing with the team. Yeah, that's great, but you can't really duplicate game speed in practice, yes. And, and I don't think that Coach Cooper is going to be playing scrimmages right now. You know, if we were talking about Kucherov and Stamkos uh, coming back from these injuries now in you know into the opener, yes, because we, we saw quite a bit of scrimmages, uh, inter-squad games, during the quote-unquote preseason that the Lightning had. So, yes, it, it, it's a totally different scenario where these guys are going to have to get acclimated and get up to speed 
in the thick of it. You know, I've spoken about all season how really between games, Vasilevsky hasn't been he 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 has struggled a little bit at certain times, and that is because of the lack of practice. You know, most times during the season, if you haven't really been closely closely following along with you know what Vasilevsky's been doing between games is. John Cooper has been electing to sit him for the most part to give him some extra rest just because of the frequency of the games, which is, I don't have an issue with it, but I have more of an issue with people thinking that, you know, this is going to be a completely different team and that they are going to come out and, and, and dominate with Kucherov and Stamkos on the ice right away. No, that's not going to happen. And that's why it's even more important that other players step up for Tampa Bay. I'm talking about Yanni Gord, Andre Palat, especially Braden Point, who he has had a good se- he's had a good season. Let's make no mistake about it. He's he's played very well, but really, when you come down to it, the Lightning haven't had that consistent leader on offense. Now, if you look at the stats, you say, well, Braden Point has basically been the guy, yes, but before Steven Stamkos went down, he was the guy. I mean, you look at the numbers at the time he went down, he was leading the team in scoring. I mean, he was probably a p- couple of points ahead point of, of Braden Point at that time. But still, uh, the Lightning since then have not had that guy who's consistently come out on a nightly basis and been able to pick up this team and have had the team scoring basically revolve around them, which really you don't want to have. You want to have a, a, a handful of guys that you can rely on on a night-to-night basis. Uh, we've seen it in certain stretches here and there with Andre Palat and Yanni Gord, but really throughout the season, if you have to pick one player out who has really led the way, that's been Victor Hedman, and that's great. That's great. You know, I I I've been one of the people that have came out and said, you know, how great it is to have seen Victor Hedman's offense even go to another level since last year's playoffs, and a large part of that has to do with John Cooper playing the defenseman a little bit deeper in the zone when they have the puck, but. Your defenseman, whether he's your top defenseman or maybe your third-line defenseman, shouldn't be doing that, especially with all the weapons that Tampa Bay has at their disposal. Victor Hedman shouldn't be one of the top guys on this team in terms of scoring. Um, I Listen, that a large part of that has to do with the way he's able to cycle the puck and, you know, just how well he is, how, how well he does at passing passing to the open forward or, you know, other lightning player in certain situations. But they need to step it up a notch as a team because that's how teams make deep runs in the playoffs. We saw it last season, uh, especially with these three players that I just mentioned, Palat, Point, and and uh, Gord. Uh, Yanni Gord's had a great season. Um, he's really taken it a hold to another level. But this is the time of year, and if you've been listening to the show for a long time, I said it last season. Guys need to step it up even further. This is the time of year where you take your playing, your play level to a whole nother, another, another step or level or whatever you want to say. It. Um, so, and I'm looking especially at Andre Plot and Braden Point because those are top line guys. And most likely, when Stamkos comes back, I would imagine that Plot and Point are going to be on that first line with him, and then Kucherov will be on the second line uh, with Gord. So, really, those guys once. Stamkos comes back uh, once he gets his groove back and once he gets up to speed really there's no excuse at that point 
Uh, and we also need to see contributions from players that we normally don't see contributions from. Uh, last year in the playoffs, even he, even though he wasn't on the, the scoring sheet on a nightly basis, we still saw contributions from guys like like Alex Kalorn and 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 uh, Zach Bogosian, who is no longer with us, sadly, and as well as Carter Verhage at some points in the season and as well as in the playoffs. But the other night, case in point, Luke Shen scoring on, in the opening minutes of the second to put the lightning on the board uh, for the only time of the night. That's, you know, how many people put their money on Shen scoring in this one? I didn't. I'm sure you didn't either. And that's what the lightning need as well because, yes, there's going to be nights where you're going to need the Gords and the Palats and even the Kalorns who, you know, Alex Kalorn needs to get on the stat sheet. I mean, after the year he had uh, last season and then to kind of take a step back after they won the won the Stanley Cup, he needs to show up because really he is him and Tyler Johnson. And I and I spoke about this early on in the season and then I kind of kind of let it go. Just because, you know, I don't want to drag this out on Lightning fans all season long. But what it really came down to is Alex Kalorn and Tyler Johnson are playing for spots on this team. Uh, unfortunately, Tyler Johnson was unwilling to uh, waive his no-movement clause in his contract. And the Lightning weren't able to move him uh, in the offseason. But now here's with the team. He's had a decent season, but he needs to be better. And, you know, last postseason, Tyler Johnson has been was pretty much non-existent throughout that entire run. And I think that if Tyler Johnson comes back, plays well, then we're, we're you know, a lot of people figured going into this this past offseason that really Tyler Johnson was going to be the odd man out with the season that Kalorn had. Listen, that could easily be changed if Tyler Johnson goes into this upcoming postseason, has a great series against Florida, and then continues to have that. Now, I'm not saying I want him to score every goal. That's unrealistic. I don't think that's going to happen. But I completely hope that he averages at least, you know, a point. You know, I, I would like to see him score at least if, in that seven-game series. You know, for argument's sake, if the Lightning win it in six or whatever the case may be, I hope I hope he has at least four points in that series. I think that's not too much to ask. So, uh, yeah, no, but that that's what I'm basically saying with Luke Shen scoring the other night. The Lightning need to get contributions from everybody on this team. The only guy I'm really not worried about going into the, the upcoming series against Florida, because really tonight, I mean, is, is going to be kind of a weird game just because you have Pat Maroon out, which I'll talk about why later. We all know he got suspended. Uh, you're also going to have Barkley Goodrow out, and I don't, really think that the Lightning are going to treat this as a regular game. They're going to come out there guns a-blazing like it's a playoff game, as they should uh, against Florida. But the only guy that I'm not worried about in the upcoming playoffs, which is kind of weird to say at this point in the season, is Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman has been clutch all season long. I mean, he has done, for the most part, pretty much everything that the Lightning have asked for him and more throughout the season other than score, you know, goals. I mean, he has scored good amount this year. He's, I believe he's up to 13 on the season, which is not too far off his career high. So in a short season, you'll only have to imagine what he would do in a full season of 82 games. So all other than all these players that I just mentioned who need to step up their performance going forward, Tampa as a team needs to be more gritty. We saw that. Uh, on Saturday night's game, couple of fights in that one, and I'm not saying go out there and duplicate what we saw in the Rangers Capitals brawl from last week, 
But that's where guys like Barkley Goodrow, Luke Shen, and Pat Maroon all come in. As well as, you know, Yanni Gord and Blake Coleman. They could fight, but you don't want to have those guys going in there risking, you know, injury. Especially when you need them when the Lightning have been struggling to score as of late. And, you know, that's only going to, you know, Florida's going to try and pick that apart and do exactly what they did in this game. And that is run up the pace with the Lightning. Say, hey, you guys, guys could skate, so can we. So, you know, uh, that's the one thing to look forward to. And, you know, they, they, the Lightning also need to do a better job on the puck handlers for the Panthers. They need to be right on top of them. Don't give them a lot of, lot of room to skate. Uh, get the puck out of their own zone as soon as possible. The thing that drove me crazy in the last game was the fact that the Lightning allowed on numerous occasions for the Panthers to set up when the Panthers are one of the best passing teams in the NHL. Uh, I don't understand why you would do that. I would take my chances more with the rush. Now, yes, I just stated earlier that the Lightning had a lot of, you know, gave up a lot of opportunities on the rush to the Florida Panthers in which there was no no guys back. And, you know, that ran Vasilevsky into a lot of hairy uh, situations. But really what it came down to was uh, when you have a guy like Victor Hedman out of the lineup um, who whose ability – is almost pretty much unparalleled in the National Hockey League among defensemen to get back on breakaways and rushes and break it up because of his long reach, of his big size, and even for his speed for a guy that size, um, it's going to be tough. Uh, so the Lightning need to do that as well as you know, yeah, don't don't give up the don't don't allow them to set up in your zone because that's just a recipe for disaster. Doesn't matter if you're Tampa or if you're any other team. So I'll continue talking about. The other things that happened this game, most notably when all hell broke loose in the third period, uh, Patrick Maroon's suspension, how absolutely ridiculous that is. But first, let's talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, a day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, like I have, you should go to open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you. In minutes, it's that easy. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. I mean, who loves that? I, I love automatic stuff. You know, I don't want to be watching this on a daily or second-to-second basis. Knowing me, my paranoia, I'd probably be watching this every second. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you could get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500. It's that easy. I mean, that's great. I mean, some places ask for more. Wealthfront's only asking for $500. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do all the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash Locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. All right, and we're back um, talking about the latter parts of the games. Uh, you know, the Lightning were kind of, like I say at the top of the show, they were outclassed in the beginning of the game, especially in the probably first 10 minutes of the first period. 
And then it seemed like the Lightning were starting to turn it around. And then once Florida scored that second and third goal, it seemed as almost, you know, the ice completely dramatically shifted in favor of Florida, even though the Lightning did uh, score one later on. Uh, and with all the pieces that Tampa was missing in this one, they had to keep it to a 2-1 game going into the third period. Uh, because, you know, at that point, if they were able to do it, they would have been able to wear down Florida. And that's something that they'll need to do, not only going into tonight's game, but as well as in the upcoming playoff series. We saw, uh, most notably, Dallas do this all last season, as well as in the playoffs, especially with Tampa in the Stanley Cup Finals. So, you know, that's not really something that you really want to see out of one of the highest scoring teams in the NHL, as, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning are. But when you're going up a as equally as high-powered offensive team as the Florida Panthers, maybe it's not too bad to mix things up and go in a different direction. Because, let's face it, Florida has already proven and showed us, not only in this game, but all season long, that they could skate with the Tampa Bay Lightning. And if you've been listening to this show uh, all season long, and if you haven't, you know, no hard feelings. Go ahead and like and subscribe to the show. Download us wherever podcasts are available and wherever they allow you to, uh, fu- uh, you know, de- listen to us, go ahead. If they allow you to comment and, uh, you know, rate us, please go ahead and do that. That really helps us a long way in, in getting the, growing this show going forward. So, yeah, um, you know, Tampa really needs to do that. And, and, and I've been saying all season long that Tampa doesn't need to skate in and, and shoot the puck once they get up to the circle in the attacking zone because you know especially if you don't get a good shot off on net you're basically that's a quick possession right there that's an easy give up to the other team especially if you don't have a trailing forward there to get the rebound and you know push it back in um the other thing the lightning needs to do going forward i mean this is something dating back to last season is that they need to take care they need to take advantage of power plays tampa's had tampa had five power plays saturday now, I'm going to let that settle in for a second. Five power plays. Oftentimes on this show, I'm on here discussing how they can even draw three. Now you got five. You have to score at least two. You have to at least go two for five in that situation. I don't care who the team is. I don't care you know, what the s- situation is surrounding the team. I don't care if you're missing Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov. I, I, I don't want to hear the excuses from Lightning fans. I don't. I really don't. This team, still without Stamkos and Kucherov, they look where they are right now. And now I know this is, you know, some might throw a little asterisk on this season, the way that, you know, what Tampa's been missing, as well as the, the, the schedule, the way it's been, the frequency of the schedule. I get it. If you're skeptical about what's gone on this season, that's fine. That's, that's the way you want to approach it. That's fine. I, I, for one, think that this should have been, you know, if you've been, if I said in the beginning of the season, I think this should have been a cakewalk for them. Now, nobody foresaw how good Florida was going to be, and some, including me, might chalk that up to the frequency and just playing the same eight teams over and over again, which is, you know, that's, I think that's part of the reason as to why Florida, um, is where they are right now and where Carolina is. I'm not taking anything away from those teams. I still think they're very talented. I just think maybe we could just could say that if this was a regular NHL season, maybe the Lightning would be in first and maybe you would be able to flip-flop all these uh, 
all these teams in the division. So, but yeah, the, the Lightning need to score more power play goals. I don't care if Steven Stamkos is gone. You have because that's the excuse I've been hearing all season long as well. Tampa hasn't been doing that well on the power play because Steven Stamkos has been injured for the most part. Well, what's going to happen in the playoffs if he goes out? Can't rely on Kucherov the entire time. Can't rely on Kalorn, who did most of the work last season as well. Uh, Yanni Gord, I, I, every, that's why I said earlier, everybody needs to step up. And if they don't do that, then you're going to have a very quick playoff series against Florida. I, I guarantee it. Um, and, and then later on in, this, in the game, and you know, we, as we figured, tempers flo- flared up at the 10-minute mark in the third period. This was expected, like I said. I mean, the game was out of reach for Tampa. Sorelli got a nasty hit along the end boards. And that's just when all hell broke loose. And then a little bit later on, uh, Pat Maroon went off there, went after Montour at the six-minute mark. Montour was talking a lot of smack. Uh, what did you expect there? Um, I didn't see I, – I, I saw some of the video, the replay of it online when some of the social media accounts were making fun of it, saying that Montour was calling him fat. You know, that's a nickname a lot of players have been calling uh, Pat Maroon over the last couple of years. But listen, when you win st- two Stanley Cups in a row, I mean, come on, you know, no fault to the big rig, but, you know, you're going to gain a couple LBs here and there. Um, now, that happened right when the broadcast was going to commercial. I just look at, you know, a lot of people, some people might disagree and say it was a dirty move on Pat Maroon um, going after Montour as they were skating to the penalty box. I look at it as Maroon standing up for Gord, who had an altercation earlier on with Montour, who had, and he had his jersey pulled over his head. Uh, and then that brings me to the the one topic I've really wanted to talk about for this entire game, this entire podcast, this episode, excuse me. Maroon got a one-game suspension for that. A one game. I don't care. I, I mean, I'm not so much as mad that it was one game. I'm more upset that the fact that he got suspended at all and, and the reasoning was unsportsmanlike conduct, which we've seen individuals do this on numerous occasions. But, and I'm not even going to get into that, but I'm going to measure it up to something else. And some Lightning fans might might not like it because, you know, some Lightning fans feel that maybe I talk about the Rangers too much on here because I am from New York. I admit it. I'm a New York kid. Sometimes I will measure them up to the Rangers. Sometimes. But this is very topical. And, and a lot of my longtime listeners know I bleed white and blue now. I mean, I always have. I, I grew up a big Mar St. Louis fan. I could talk. I, I could have a whole show in the offseason about, you know, my fandom with the Lightning. But anyway, that's besides the point. What happened with Tom Wilson last week, and I spoke about this on the last episode, and if you didn't listen to that, go ahead and listen for reference. What happened last week with Tom Wilson made a mockery of the sport. Uh, out of the four major sports, and I hate saying this, out of the four major sports in North America, Hockey is the least in terms of how serious it is taken and popularity. Well, I, I mean, that's that's debatable, um, that second part. And the league in recent years has stated that they are going to put their foot down to govern the sport in a way to where it will eventually phase out fighting. Now, some people might not agree with that, including yours truly, to where I say you're never truly gonna get you never truly gonna get fighting out of this sport of hockey. Now, 
let me just skip forward to what my point is, and that is from now until the end of time, um, you know, first of all, that whole maroon thing was not that bad. I've seen worse. We've seen a whole lot worse case in point, the Tom Wilson incident. But for the time being, until the NHL comes down hard on an actual dirty play or an actual play in which a player made the conditions on the ice unsafe for those around him, um, the Tom Wilson incident is going to be the measuring stick. Now, if you compare the Pat Maroon incident, I wouldn't really call it an incident. I would call it altercation with Brandon Montour. How does Pat Maroon get a... a one game suspension and now I get it, you know, it in the grand scheme of thing it doesn't really matter cuz he's missing the final game of the season. As long as he doesn't miss a playoff game, I don't really care really when it comes down to it, but just for argument's sake, how can you suspend Pat Maroon for one game? And Tom Wilson basically turns the hockey game into a, a street brawl. Uh seriously injuring one player who was out for the rest of the season and potentially injuring another and he gets fined five grand and the reason why i'm making this a bigger deal is not only because it involves a lightning player but because this is what i brought was what i brought up in the last uh episode was that this is setting a very dangerous precedent for future offenders where especially ones like tom wilson where you're going to have players seeing how much they could get away with. And when it comes playoff time, which is right here, uh, guys tend to get a little bit chippier. Games tend to get a little bit more violent in certain situations. And especially if the Lightning do meet Washington later on, um, I would be very nervous for guys like Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, the star players, uh, when they are on the ice with Tom Wilson. So that's something to just little little think about. I, I think it's stupid. I don't I, I think it's an absolute laughable thing that Pat Maroon got suspended for this, but listen, it it's not a big deal. I just wanted to bring it up and you know go ahead and reach out to us on the Twitter account because I want to hear what you guys say. I want I want to hear what you thought of this suspension. Um, do you think that you know the league overreacted? Do you think Big Rig should have gotten a, a fine at least. I think he should have gotten fined five grand if we're being um, unbiased right now. So, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, hopefully, nothing crazy happens in the playoffs. I would imagine the upcoming playoff series uh, with the Panthers is going to be wild in terms of physicality. Uh, these two teams definitely do not like each other at all. Uh, we'll talk about that in future episodes leading up to game one of the series. Uh, so now, before we end, wrap things up here on the show, let's talk about our last two sponsors. First of all is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. These are great if you're heading back into the gym or just want something to help, healthy to snack on while you're working from home. Built Bar has tons of fantastic flavors to choose from. I'm a simple man. My favorite flavor is the double chocolate Built Bar. Built Bar also has... Other amazing flavors like coconut almond, mint brownie, and cherry barcia. So there's something for everyone. Uh, if you were struggling to find a gift or you're still looking for a special gift for mom for Mother's Day, send her a box of Built Bars to warm her heart and to fill her stomach. Head on over to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. That's 15% off with promo code LOCKED15. And let's talk about another sponsor, and that is BetOnline.ag. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You could track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft just concluded. Uh, we also have the second leg of the of the Triple Crown coming up, so go ahead and throw some money on that. Uh, get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or cell phone. That's how easy it is. Don't don't sit back and stay out of the action. Go ahead and take advantage of this great deal that they have going on. Check out all this great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as team preps for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use that promo code LOCKED ON. That's promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's wrap it up on today's show. You know, I, I know with this run, we've we've been running a little bit later than usual lately on these shows, which is fine. I have no problem with it. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully the Lightning could bounce back on tonight's game. In tonight's game, I'm not really necessarily looking for a W. I just want a better a- effort out there. I want a lot cleaner play uh, between you know the blue lines as usual, as well as in the zone. Uh, the Lightning need to do a, a, hell, a heck of a better job um, on the rush, defending the rush against this team. Um, so really, yeah, that's it. I expect some fireworks to go off against Florida tonight. Uh, whatever happened the other night uh, with, the, with, with the altercations and all that, this is far from over. I think that will happen tonight as well as spill into maybe the first couple of games of this playoff series. So keep an eye on that. And as always, go ahead and give us a follow on our Twitter account at LO underscore Lightning as well as on our Instagram account at LockedOn underscore Lightning. Uh, make sure to give me a follow at Danky Dank. That's Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K on Twitter. Uh, give me a shout-out. If you have any questions for the show, go ahead and give us a shout-out on any of those platforms as, as well as my Twitter account. And keep an eye out on our Twitter page as we will be dropping some live content news going forward with the playoffs. Uh, in the meantime, go ahead and give us a follow on the Locker Room app on the Locked On Lightning follow page. Uh, we'll be discussing all that stuff as it you know the news breaks in terms of when the live shows will take place. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.